Hello there, my warrior friends. Welcome to Caregivers Conversations. I'm your host, Leanne McKinley, and an unpaid caregiver just like you. In this podcast, we discuss the truths behind the daily struggles of the unpaid and untrained caregiver. Fasten your seatbelts because you're about to hear raw, edgy, and real-life conversations with like-minded caregivers and industry experts whose missions align with mine, which is to change the way we all experience caregiving. In this community, I aim to inject your life with practical tips, tools, and techniques that will leave you feeling energized and uplifted. Are you ready to get inspired and to change the way you experience caregiving? If so, buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello, my warrior friends. I hope you are all well and um, curious to get some feedback from everybody on how you're doing and what your struggles are, your main challenges as a caregiver. And if anybody wants to be a guest here, please reach out to me through caregiversconversations at gmail.com or through my website at Leanne, L-I-A-N-E-J McKinley, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y.com. I'd be happy to uh, talk to you about the possibility of you becoming a guest on the podcast so we can talk about these true challenges that we all face as caregivers. I'm going to have to be honest with you. We had Sarah here last week, Sarah Irina. We did some de-stressing techniques and she talked us through meditation and she did a sound healing session for us which was just wonderful but before that episode I was really stressed out because I had in episode three told you my experience with my dad having been I use the word defrauded that's my perspective on how people ignored my power of attorney and medical letters and took him for all his money And I have to say, I probably owe the world an apology because I have been so angry about that because I came from a family where I was always the outcast and the person that, you know, my mother was giving my sister and I her rings and I never got my ring and she got hers and all those things where I was always the one with the short end of the stick and I felt that being triggered within me you know here I am caring for my dad while my mom and my sister got all the money and I can barely pay bills and it has been stressful let me tell you and so I was reminded of all that and I thought you know here I am again drawing the short end of the stick I was really, really angry. And I shifted that perspective because, as it turns out, caring for my dad has been such a beautiful gift and it's given me so much healing. And while financially we maybe drew the short end of the stick, my daughters and I have had so much beautiful healing from uh, having my dad in this state in our lives. And that my friends, is the big part of the journey that I want to talk about. However, before we go there, I just want to say the reality is we have to process how we're feeling. And I was still angry about the injustice. And I wasn't just angry about the injustice against those who committed the acts that they did. I was angry with the system, the legal system, the police that hadn't gotten back to me. It just was triggering my need to feel heard in the world. And through caring for my dad and being his power of attorney, seeing him as so uncherished, undervalued, underprotected, 
no voice. And it so it triggered a lot of those aspects within myself. And so the reason I bring this up is because our healings, individual and collectively, go through phases. We don't just deal with a trauma once. It's like layers of an onion. And it's a work in progress. And there's certain nuances of some events that may happen to us in our lives that are similar and yet the nuance is there in that it it comes at the trigger. It triggers an unresolved issue or traumatic issue within us from a slightly different vantage point. And so my needing to be heard was about me. And of course, it is true that the elderly are not well respected or protected and voiced or seen in a high enough regard, in my opinion. But the anger was about me more than my dad. And I had been ignoring those messages because of my mindset of our brains. And what happens is we need our egos, of course, to propel us forward. The ego gives us the determination, the drive to accomplish goals. And it can protect us when we need it to. But it can also, when taken out of balance in a context, be our enemy in that I talked to the police again. So after episode three, I had a meltdown. It's going to be awesome. You had a complete meltdown. And I got angry again because I hadn't heard back from the police. And then the sergeant called me back and we had a long conversation. And I was told to transfer the file to another local police and talk to that detective last week and for half an hour. And the laws desperately need to change. And he agreed with me. What was done was extremely shady. And the lawyer should be charged and disbarred. However, as I spoke to him and he was in agreement with me, the system protects their own, the legal system that is. And is it worth my effort? Because it's sucking the energy out of me being angry. And I know what I put out into the world comes back to me, which is why I had been guided over and over again to release my need to see justice. Because it's how is it serving me and my dad to continue to be angry with a system that needs to be radically changed, but that's not going to happen overnight. So I had to really sit within my anger and ask myself, do I want to pursue this in the fashion that the police detective had suggested I do, which was in a different branch of the legal system? I'm not going to give into too many details here because I don't want to, you'll hear why in a second. And do I go about having this lawyer disbarred? Is it worth my time and energy? And that's a personal decision for everybody, for anybody else who has been through osmosis, the victim or watch their loved one be the victim, their elderly loved one of some fraud. It's an epidemic. I've been told by the police, the Dementia Society, Alzheimer's Society, in the American, the United States police and the Canadian police. They've all, everybody said the same thing. It's, it's a problem. And yes, I want to work towards changing the laws, but do I, at what point do I let go what's not serving me? And so getting angry served me in the sense that I resubmitted the application in the last week, had a meltdown, got angry, cried, had the conversation yet again, which really brought some closure to how I was going to move my life forward. And is staying rooted in anger really serving me? Could I be a better provider for my dad when I choose to be happy instead? And because I'm a spiritual junkie, I believe in the law of karma. And so 
what we put out comes back to us. So do I want to put out anger into the world? And so again, I'm going to go back to a statement I made a few minutes ago where I probably owe the world an apology (laughs) because I was so angry. I was not necessarily pleasant to deal with in some cases, not with everybody, but if somebody was pushing my buttons and being unreasonable, they would hear about it because I was angry. And so I needed to release that. I needed to have that conversation, but I really had to make a choice on how I want to focus my world and my life and my energy and how I want to live my life, how I want to be remembered and perceived. And so I'm going to ask you to ask yourselves the same question. Who are you? What do you value? See, I value peace, love, compassion, empathy, equality, family. And while my new family doesn't include those members that I've been estranged from for years, I still have my definition of a family. And focusing on the positive has been really what's turned this experience around for me. And so I'm going to ask you, what do you need to release? What mindset are you fixated on? What belief system have you held for your entire life? Like myself, holding the justice and equality and fairness piece up to a lens my entire life was what compelled me to keep hanging on to want to seek justice for my dad. And so I had to shift that belief system into a spiritual one that I can live with, which is, hey, the laws aren't going to change overnight. Maybe over time, I'm going to make a little dent in being able to protect the elderly and the vulnerable. And the law of karma, cause and effect. Am I hurting myself more? Am I taking away from quality time from my dad by focusing on all the negativity of the other family members in my life? And so while you may not specifically have been defrauded or your loved one may not have been defrauded of money, I know a lot of you are dealing with family members where it's triggering a lot of unresolved family issues in the relationships that you have with others in your family and being criticized and not getting help from them. And I so I really hear you in that frustration and that anger. And I see the posts and it's so hard. It is so hard to be the one lone person left to carry the weight, the overwhelming task, which is why nobody else wants it because it's hard work. But by staying angry, are you projecting more of that to come back to you by the law of attraction, by the law of cause and effect in the world? And are you serving yourself energetically? Because your body responds to negativity and holding it and focusing on it. Since we're connected to the mind, the the body, the soul, the heart, energetically, it's all connected. And so I would encourage you to find a way to release the things that aren't serving you. The people, the relationships, the anger, the beliefs, the mindsets, the eating habits, the sleeping habits, whatever it is, detoxify, detoxify the lower vibrations out of your life. Now, I have a process that I've developed. It's a five-step process that the acronym is PAINT, P-A-I-N-T, as in like the art of painting. And it's an acronym that I used on myself and I've used in other ways with clients to help identify what the trigger is and to process the emotion and to release it and transmute it into a higher vibrational 
experience. And I'm telling you that I'm not going to get into paint today, but I'm telling you that because you may, as you listen to my podcast, feel that there's some conflicting stories in what I'm telling you, because on the one hand, since the energy of how you're feeling, that anger and that bitterness towards other family members, perhaps betraying you in one way, shape or form and giving you the whole job and role to yourself or whatever it is that you're feeling, that anger and that emotion for the experience as your caregiving role has sacrificed and compromised your well-being, your health, your financial well-being, your rights to have your own independent life. There's a lot of anger that surfaces. And so I've been pretty quiet. I had submitted a book proposal to Harris, I think I told you in September. And in that proposal, I'd vowed to do a daily post, just a really quick 200 word post. And I've been doing it up until that point when I was really coping with my anger. And then I just decided to listen to my body, to listen to my body and to slow down. Still going to do the posts, but maybe at a slower pace right now, because my body is telling me when I slow down and listen, to continue to slow down and listen, to release all the things that aren't serving me. And to running at a rapid pace through life isn't one of those energies that is serving me. And the other thing that wasn't serving me was this anger. And so that conversation with the detective was a very great point of healing for me. That my belief system, my vantage point on what happened is a vantage point that he agreed with, but not necessarily one that a court of law for various reasons, would support right now, which is why the laws need to change against the el- for the elderly and the vulnerable. However, it was a time to release and decide to let go of the anger and my need for justice and equality and to see the people that did this pay the piper in lack of better terms because what I'm putting out is coming back to me. And so I cried and cried and cried at least a really good week of crying almost entirely. I mean, my younger daughter came over a few times. She was, I think, worried about me. But I needed to release the emotions that I had been carrying. And so I'm a little all over the place because I'm just talking as it's coming up. The main thing I want you to really get from this podcast is, one is walking yourself through the process of determining whether or not what you're holding on to is serving you, whether your focused attention and your perception, your ego, your filters and your views of how you view your family and the people around you or whatever you're angry about is serving you. Is it energy you want to come back to you? How is the negative energy helping you and your body? Could you Find a way like I did to reframe how you think about that anger and that situation or those people that is more peaceful and loving and kind for you and the person you're caring for so that you can have more happiness and more joy. And so if you need to cry like I did for a week to unpeel the onion and to release that aspect of yourself that belief system that isn't serving you or those relationships that aren't serving you. Cry, my friends. Don't bury your emotions. When we bury our emotions, that's an emotion, that's energy within your body that's negative and hasn't been converted into a higher vibrational, positive emotional experience for you. And so as Louise Hay would say, it creates an uneasiness, a disease, a dis-ease. 
that then later can convert, transmute into a disease, an illness within your body. So release it. Release the anger. And how do we release emotions? Because it's easier to be angry than sad. That's truth. We release anger by feeling into it. And I know nobody likes to feel pain. But behind the anger, when you really think about what is the triggering point, what pinpoint exact emotion, if you ask yourself, what is this anger really about? What is it really about? And go into that emotion and keep asking yourself that question and take it to the layers down within, deep, honestly, within yourself. Take some deep breaths, get into a meditative state and ask, what is really going on here? What am I being triggered about? What's within me that still needs to be resolved? And when you can identify that one thing, the anger is a mask for the pain. Whether it be a fear, it's all fear, but whether it be a fear of being alone or being ignored because, again, my voice needed to be heard. And once I talked to that officer who looked at the file, instead of ignoring it for a year and a half, almost two years, I felt heard. That was more about me. I felt heard. And so it might be embarrassing for me that the whole Ottawa police force probably heard about how angry I was because I was pretty vocal about it. He was wonderful and forgiving and accepting because he got what happened and he'd seen it. I don't know how many hundreds of times working against in elder abuse cases. But the point is I identified what the true anger was rooted within, within me and where it was coming from. And then I had got to reframe how I thought about justice and belief because I chose to. But in allowing myself to feel the root pain from my childhood that that anger was triggered from or based in, for a week I cried and leaned into that pain and accepted the pain that I had a right to feel the way I was feeling because it was unresolved childhood trauma within me from being ignored. So I allowed myself to feel as a lonely young child, that innocent child, I allowed myself to feel the pain. And when you allow those emotions to flow through you instead of suppressing them or denying them, it's painful as sin. Yeah, it pained me for a week. It's painful as heck. But by allowing yourself to lean into it and accept your rights to feel the pain and then reframe how you think about from the ego's perspective, what's transpired and what you can control and how what you can control aligns with who you are and your value system and how you want to live your life and how do you want to be remembered and what doesn't serve you in that way that you're clinging to and how it's not getting you to how you want to be remembered needs to go. But you can't release it if you can't feel into the pain. So you've got to allow yourself to feel into the emotional pain and let it move through your body. And if that means crying for a week or a month, so be it. Because, you know, my friends, we were born to have emotions for a reason. And so I guess this topic is really about, because I didn't, as I said, I'm just talking as I feel compelled and to speak freely. I'm talking as I feel compelled to, to speak freely to you without 
pre-notioned topics or a lesson in it for you. I'm just talking from my heart here today on what I've been through. Because I know you're going through not the exact same circumstance, but I know you guys are holding on to a lot of anger. That is just a mask for the pain. And so I want you to ask yourselves, what is the trigger um, behind the anger that I'm feeling about my role as a caregiver, about the relationships from the family members who have not supported me in this role or have taken advantage of putting me as the sole provider of my loved one, my our parent? And all that anger that this role surfaces, I want you to tap into what the anger is really about. Because anger is not the true emotion. True emotion is a fear and a pain that you don't want to feel. And so I'm going to ask you to be courageous and feel into the pain, feel into your fear, accept it and embrace it as who you are and your rights to have it. And let those emotions flow through you and feel them deeply. Because the more you allow the pain to go through you and you feel into it, the faster it leaves your body, the faster you can feel for the freedom of letting it go. So feel into the pain Figure out what the trigger is. Reframe how you feel and think in your belief system about that and what you can fix and how you can change. And is it serving you? Is it helping you get to the end game of who you want to be and how you want to live your life? Because I knew for me it wasn't. And so while I had found this pain before when I was first caregiving for my dad and being stuck in Florida and I was really angry with these people before, I had come to a place of peace with it and I had released it. And then having to resubmit to a different police force the evidence again and talking about it in episode three about what happened to my dad because I wanted to attribute and and give him some voice. I wanted to give him a tribute because he's helped heal me, my dad, in this journey. And so it was necessary to get that out there. But at the same time, it re-triggered another layer of healing that I needed to have and to deal with. We're always evolving and learning and the growth never ends. And if you think you've arrived and you're totally healed one day, you've totally got it wrong. It's just my opinion. I'm just saying. So it's a work in progress. And so it was a gift, as painful as it was to have to go through nine hours of evidence and over 700 emails and resubmit them all. And I got angry all over again. I got the gift of finally coming to a place where I knew I had been guided to and I had already done it before where I could release the anger, but I had to do it from a different vantage point. I had to do it from pinpointing another root trigger that I hadn't identified earlier. And I did that. And so every time we do that work and those different layers from those small, different nuanced vantage points of what this anger is rooted in. What is this unhealed traumatic childhood, the child within me that needs to be heard and needs to cry and be held by yourself. And once you listen to that and you change that belief system that doesn't serve you anymore and you reframe your thinking and you feel into those emotions and you do a meditation that I do that it's transmuting that emotion into love and peace. If you go through that process for yourselves, You come out the other end of it feeling more whole until the process happens again. Now, I think it's a layer. I believe that our healing is like layered onions, layered and layered and layered. But eventually, as if we keep doing the work, we become more and more at peace and more and more whole until we get to the root of who we truly are, which is just pure 
heart, soul, and love, empathy, and compassion. Just like a newborn is born into this world, we come to that person of light who sees everything in a beautiful resonance with the world. We become more a whole and more congruent and in alignment with who we're meant to be. So continue doing the work. Deep dive, cry if you need to, release if you need to. And the one other aspect that I want to talk about is how our ego, I want you to really think about, doesn't serve us most of the time. Because we only retain certain parts of conversations in any given day, whether we're under stress or not. And we learn certain aspects of a course that other people don't recall and vice versa. And so that's just our collective experience is through our own personal lens in life. And so what was really hard for me was to release my belief that justice had to be served. I'm a spiritual junkie, like I said, so I know karma exists. And so maybe justice will be served in another lifetime for the people that did what they did. And maybe it won't. But I know staying rooted in anger is not helping me with the cause and effect of what I'm going to attract back into my life is more anger, more rage and more people like that, which I don't want desperately. So I had to really release a belief system that I've been holding my whole life and I'm 52, but it's not serving me anymore. And I, I, I want to bring that in for a second because one of the gifts that I've been given with my dad, who has two types of dementia, is the gift of noticing what happens when we forget we're mad and we're angry. You know, I wouldn't have the relationship with my dad anymore if he had not forgotten that we weren't talking. Before he started to dis- display his de- symptoms of dementia, he had stopped calling me. Now that I know about dementia, I know probably because that was the dementia in actual fact. And he had been depressed. And those are the early onset signs of dementia. But he's been a beautiful gift to my daughters and I for healing our family unit. And we've been a gift for him on showing him unconditional love, which my family never knew growing up. It was all conditional love. Everything was conditional love. And so this unconditional love we've been able to show him and this healing that it's brought to me has also healed my daughters and my relationship to my daughters and the three of us together and by extension the whole family but I had to change my belief system and release something and see it from a different viewpoint so I had to forget to believe in what I've always believed in I had to release my memory of something my thought process of something so I'm asking you to just sit for a minute and say to yourself What would it feel like if I could forget I was angry? Because my dad forgot he had been estranged with me. We hadn't talked for years before he reached out to me in 2018. And it's been the greatest gift to care for him. And he has been the greatest gift in healing for our family. For my smaller, not my extended family, but my family with my two daughters and my grandson and my son-in-law. And if he had have not forgotten he was angry with me, we wouldn't have had that blessing. And so I guess I want to ask you, what could your life look like if you could forget you were angry? What is a memory? Do you have the opportunity to shift the memory of being angry into something else? Yes, you can. We all can. 
And so that's the process I went through for the last couple of weeks, truthfully, because last week I didn't talk to you as a soloist. I brought Sarah in as a guest and we're going to have a guest next week, a caregiver. And so between now and next week, I want you to really tap in to what do you need to release? What's no longer serving you? What relationships? What eating patterns? What sleep patterns? What is your heart truly telling you? Get out of your head. Get into your heart. What is that nagging feeling that you know in your heart that you want to follow, but the fear is getting in your way? I'll leave you with that as a thought process and explore how you could release the anger because it's such a debilitating energy and emotion to have within your body. And as we go into the winter here in Canada, it's November now, I feel compelled to slow down and to listen to my body with respect to building my energy body up and my foods that I choose to consume and really taking a good look at that. I've developed an understanding that I have celiac disease as a part of this journey in the last couple of years. And I've got my, some of my energy is getting better as I release gluten, but I want to go deeper into my self-care and my healing from my energy body this winter. I've always wanted to study astrology and didn't know the time I was born and had the courage to finally reach out and text my mother. She didn't answer me, but I asked my daughters to and they got a text back. And so I now know what time I was born and I want to take the time this winter and study astrology I've always wanted to study astrology. I'm listening to my heart. I'm getting out of my head more and more and following my heart because my heart has always wanted to explore living in a world where we see more compassion for one another, where we have more love for one another. We have more peace and more joy and more abundance and equality. But the world doesn't experience that until we do individually. And so myself as an individual who believes that my energy vibrates out into the world and has a collective impact, I choose to find my own inner peace, my own inner joy, my own inner calm and compassion, and equally love all aspects of myself, bringing equality into my life. And once I can bring that in inner world into myself more harmoniously, more frequently, more abundantly, more consistently, my outer world will reflect that. And so that's what I'm choosing is to go into the winter studying some astrology, really, really looking at healing my energy body, detoxing from all those food choices I eat pretty healthy, don't get me wrong, but there's always different layers to eating healthier that we can embrace and taking supplements. And I'm moving into energy products or clean green energy products, rather, you know, household goods, rather. So I'm really, really working on detoxifying the house and cleaning products and my body as well. So there's always layers and layers to how we can bring more energy into our life and detox things that suck the energy from us. So I want you to explore that until next episode and ask yourself if you could forget like my dad forgot. 
that he was angry, if you could forget you were angry, what would come up for you? What relationship would you restore? What would you follow in your heart? Could you listen to your heart? Could you hear your heart more if you weren't angry? I'll leave you with those questions. Thank you for letting me talk to you from my heart to yours. Please reach out to me for anything you would like to hear about, any conversations or guests you would like to hear. If you would like to be a guest yourself, I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, my friends, take care of your energy body, release your anger, reframe how you're thinking, ask yourself how you want to show up in the world and are you putting out how you want to see the world as we know Be the change you want to see is what Gandhi said. Be the change first. Be who you want to receive. Be who you want to see your life be. How you want people to see you and be remembered has to start from within. Okay, my friends, be well and love and light. See you next time. Hey, thank you for listening to Caregivers Conversations today and for being a part of this amazing community where we laugh and sometimes cry together, but more importantly, where we aim to change the way we all experience caregiving through inspirational and uplifting stories and the provision of practical tips, tools, and techniques that you can add to your self-care toolkit If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. For any comments, questions or special requests, reach out to me directly at leannejmckinley.com. And thanks for listening. Until next time, be well, my warrior friends.